Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers, powered by Artan Gwinnett Magazine. As always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step, janebishop.live, folks. How you doing, Jane? I'm doing awesome, Ryan. Well, I got to say, we are broadcasting live on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country and in Suisse by Radisson Hotel and beautiful Stone Mountain. Super excited today to have two great guests, Joey Chapman, owner of Air Filter Sales and Service. Joey, how are you, my friend? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? And, yeah, I'm doing great. And Joey is a good friend. We literally live, uh, I don't know, a tennis, tall, tennis ball hit to each other. So, And super excited to have Frank Allman. He is the mayor, the best, and the worst of all time city of Tucker. But the trick to that, he's the first. How you doing, Frank? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Glad you're here. Well, just real quick, let's just open the show. Uh, Frank, we'll start with you. Frank, tell us, you know, you the first mayor of the city of Tucker, but just tell us and our listeners and viewers uh, a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, before and since I've been the mayor, I'm a businessman. I've owned several over the course of time. Uh, one thing people don't necessarily know about the mayor of a town like Tucker is that it's a part-time job. <laughs> it's a uh, part-time pay at least. And so I continue my business career while I serve as the mayor as well. Now, what do you do in the business sector and the rest of the time that's the other full-time? I own a small business that does, that manufactures metal objects, primarily lapel pins, uh, commemorative coins, okay. things like that. Yeah, he gave us a beautiful Tucker, Georgia. Well, I don't know what you'd call that. It's called a challenge coin. Challenge coin. That was my third guess. It right. means when I give it to you, if you don't have one to return, you got to buy the beer. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'll talk to you about a, something about that off air. Okay, right. fair enough. And Joey, uh, let us know a little bit about you. I know you're, uh, I know personally, a pillar of the community and so you so much in business and, and the area, but just so people can know you better. Sure thing. I'm the chairman of the Tucker Summit CID, which actually used to be called the Stone Mountain CID, but we just recently changed the name um, and, and more affiliated with Tucker. But our business is also in Tucker, air filter sales and service, and we sell air conditioning filters to the commercial and industrial market in Atlanta. I think one of our biggest assets is that we deliver the filters on our own trucks. So if somebody needs filters at 11 o'clock on Wednesday, we take them there. And uh, that's kind of our business, um, I guess, asset or whatever. Well, I just want to say one thing. Coming through the pandemic, you and I got to talk. And why, I, you know, you were saying, I almost feel bad. We're growing during a pandemic. Um, but you were able to give and help so many other businesses out. And your business, because of air filter quality grew, right? Absolutely. We were very fortunate during that time that it it just grew amazingly. And uh, we were, like you said, it was kind of an unfortunate situation for everybody else. But we we grew and, um, we, and, of course, now we're into supply chain issues just like everybody else is, unfortunately. So we can't get filters out as fast as we used to. But we're, we're still, I think, ahead of the curve on that. But uh, 
so many, so many of the larger companies are having even worse supply chain issues. Well, I would want to say one thing. You're talking about metal or making things. We have some display shelves we use for two of the magazines I own, and I just made a simple order to get six more eight weeks out. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, y'all, we're all dealing with that, I guess, a little bit. I think since we've brought up the pandemic and this era that we're living in, what's one unexpected lesson that each of you have learned uh, from your business? And Frank, in your case, either as mayor or your your real job, no, not <laughs> your other job. Yes. But what I think it's helpful for our listeners to know, what's an unexpected lesson that you've learned? Well, I'll speak as the mayor. Um, every lesson I learn is a new lesson. We're, <laughs> we're a new city. Uh, I'm the first mayor, and so we've simultaneously been creating a city and, and designing its work and establishing its priorities. When the pandemic came along, uh, in the way government works, it's the it's the local government that responds to an emergency. And so in other times, we would have expected that to be tornadoes or an ice storm or those kinds of emergencies. Sure. When the pandemic came on, uh, it was up to every local government. So every city, every county had to uh, respond to the emergency in their own way. And so we learned a lot of lessons uh, at the beginning. And, and of course, we were flying blind like everybody else was, not having encountered something like this. So for the first uh, three or four weeks from March the 12th uh, when you know the schools began to shut down and all those things we were in charge of responding to the pandemic completely on our own um, after that time the governor issued some statewide orders and and some of that was taken out of our hands but it was a it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot I have another show, um, Community Connections, I have did and started it during the pandemic, and I interviewed countless mayors, and they were just saying it was the teamwork and also figuring out daily what's the next thing to do because it yeah. wasn't a blueprint in place. Yeah, yeah. right, and there was, there was generally a division in two different directions among cities and every government all the way up to the federal level. Do we fight and figure out a way to stay open and to continue or do we lock it down, tell everybody to wait it out? And, of course, there's lots of nuance within that. Only so much you can do uh, to keep the public safe and so on. But that was kind of the first cut was what's our orientation toward that. And for Tucker, it was we're going to do everything we can to support our yeah. businesses, to support people being able to, to work and do the things necessary for their daily lives within the, the the constraints of safety during an event like that. And so I think you had you to be very, great job. very agile, very flexible, very willing to make very quick decisions for a different reason. Is there one application that you have made that you will continue to build on as mayor? Well, I'm sure there are many. There's a lot. But yeah. There's many, but what's one as I mean, an example? Well, one thing that comes to mind, and it's true in businesses as well, is the technology that's available to us. You know, can we get our business done in a way that we didn't used to? Yeah. Um, 
In fact, we just went through a change in that. It's never been allowed that we could have a city council meeting, for example, with uh, members not in the room, right. but instead attending and participating digitally. That was allowed during the emergency orders, but those just got lifted. And so um, now we're kind of transitioning back to the old way, but trying to figure out, can we deploy some yeah. of that same technology? Sure. So Good. All right, Joey, how about you? Lesson? Well, I just want to say thank you to Frank because we are a business in Tucker, and I did feel like the business community remained fairly open. So uh, I appreciate that very much, just businessman to businessman. <laughs> Um, I think one of the lessons I learned is how patient my customers really are because we were used to delivering, and I said this earlier, the next day, and all of a sudden we went to sometimes weeks and even months with deliveries. And I think just to know that the maintenance people that we sell to were very patient, I think that's a lesson that I learned and just never knew that they would be that patient. But I think when you found out supply chain was bad everywhere, then it was, I think uh, people had a very good understanding about it, which was, you know, very appreciative as a a businessman. Well, and when you communicate that to your customers, it gives them something to uh, know why, which can help. Anything that you will continue doing one application since the pandemic? Good question. I think, I think one of the things that we we've tried to do better about our, um, keeping track of orders. I mean, honestly, um, so so just to let people know, to your point, communicate to them when the yeah. stuff's going to be ready. So yeah, I think just keeping better track of orders that we were just we weren't we weren't used to doing it because everything was going out like I said the next day. So. Good, good, awesome. It's, it's um, working with so many type of businesses. I think you know, for example, school council meetings and other things where they were always like, you've got to be present in person. You can't come through 16 months, 17 months of doing things differently and not say, well, maybe we'll have one meeting via Zoom and one meeting via person or hybrid. Mm -hmm. And my wife does the technology at a big elementary school, and they're seeing, they don't know what they're going to see when the kids come back because it's been an 18-month a lot of people have not been time. in school, and I'm going to hide for that first week. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, I think there's things we all learned as business people, including flexibility and communication and how important that is and important how important good customers are. Right, Joey? Absolutely. And communication is absolutely key. And I know that sounds like a buzzword or whatever that we always talk about. But, but it is. If you do communicate with your customer, they seem to have a, a much better uh, understanding about what's going on. I think these people, people just want to know what really what's going on and the truth and not just, well, we're working on it. That doesn't, you know, they just want to know, hey, we got some curveballs and know that you're listening and communicating to them. Frank said, right? Well, it is right. And thank goodness we had that technology during the pandemic. But on the other hand, we all know there's nothing like being face to face. Exactly. Whether it's a sales call or a city council meeting or whatever it is. You don't get all the nuances. You don't get all the full communication unless you're sitting together in a room where you can take in the whole thing. Well, that's why I'm so pumped about having people in the in-studio experience because I do that other show, but it's not the same feeling because you're looking through Zoom and a screen. It's better than nothing, but it's not exactly. the same. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, speaking of information and communication, Ryan, I think we need to get a little fun in here for a yeah. moment because we ask both of our guests the to give question. us a, a fun fact about fun them. Fun facts so, from 500. So, Joey. I'm sure, I'm sure Frank was you, better than Ryan. You said that, and I quote... I like to walk and pick up trash. <laughs> so, I, I was could you, can you give I us some it. insight? I'm pretty sure it's a disease, but uh. <laughs> no, he he literally, I mean, legitimately makes me feel bad every time I see him doing this. I mean, it's amazing what he does. So, d- well, to be honest with you, I'm really trying to get my exercise in and my steps. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> But one day I just said, why not get a, a picker up, uh, whatever you call those things that you pick up the yeah, trash with. Grabbers. And grabbers and take it with me and, and just do some good deeds for the community while I'm out there. So, uh, so I try to keep the streets in front of our neighborhood clean. And and we won't ask how much of that falls in front of Ryan's house. So we'll just... <laughs> 60%. Leave it all out. Okay. I'm trying to be conservative there. So our... I'm not sure how fun that fact is. <laughs> oh, I we, like the fact. We think it's great. So uh, our esteemed mayor, your fun fact is, and I quote again, I once spent the night stranded in Kiev, Ukraine airport during a revolt. Wow. Tell us more. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe not quite as dramatic as it <laughs> sounds, but so our work with lapel pins uh, involves the Olympics, and yeah. we, we've worked the last six or eight games uh, as pin trading ambassadors for Coca-Cola. So my eldest daughter and I were in Sochi for the Olympics, and when we left, we had a really complicated flight. Long story, but we flew to Kiev, and we were supposed to go on to Moscow to connect, but they said, oh, sorry, you only have this one-time entry into Russia, and you've been there. Going to Moscow would be a second. You're not going. And so it was It was a little uh, upsetting. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> it turns out they don't speak a lot of English in the Kiev airport. It turns out Delta and all of our favorites don't fly there. So it took us about 24 hours to work that out. And in the meantime, there literally, if you remember in the news, there was yeah. a revolution going on there. And we were there at the moment when the revolutionaries had agreed to a truce, but said, on Tuesday, if we don't get our way, we're burning down the parliament. <laughs> so <laughs> my wife was at home, not hearing from us because we didn't have good internet or cell phones. And it was it worked out great. We ended up on a Delta flight where they said things like y'all, and it worked and out just as it should. You miss that it y'all when it's yes, your phone away from it, right? I'll tell you. Amen to that. We're thankful. Well, I think it's helpful for our listeners to know that we, you know, we're all just humans with our own lives sitting around the table. And, you know, there's just interesting things that we all have in our experiences. Yeah, so, I just want to jump in. I'm going to ask you all both something. Jump in on Jane. I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you have something, Joe? No, I said I'm a trashy person and Frank's yeah. a royal traveler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm bringing Joey on. He's got the one-liners. He's like bringing Chipper Jones on the broadcast. Yeah. What know. a revolting uh, development. But <laughs> equally important things. Um, but I guess one of the things, I, I, you lost me with your one-liner. i got to remember what I was going to say. I was speaking, one of my last speeches was early 2020 in Vegas, and it was on, funny enough, human-to-human communications, the importance of it. I look back in time of 
how silly it was. We were talking about we need to get more back to that. Then we go into a pandemic. What is y'all's personal takeaway, business, government, personal life of just, you know, when you're wearing a mask and you can't see people and it's six feet apart and just what it was like going through and what you saw other people going through and what you would maybe encourage a listener right now who's maybe their business hasn't turned around or they're saying it's easier for those guys to say, just what are your thoughts coming out of the last 16 months you might want to share with our audience? Big question. You can go any way you want with it. It's wide open. Well, we dealt with a lot of businesses, of course, as as the city. Uh, I guess any business person knows that they're going to have to be flexible. I mean, the one thing you know is there's going to be change and unknowns, and we never would have predicted the pandemic, but there it was. And so the successful ones, we saw it over and over again, how the restaurants pivoted to be able to continue, how the stores did, how manufacturers did, uh, testing employees and keeping distance at a manufacturing line. So the importance of of being ready to deal with change uh, is certainly driven home through all of that. And even businesses now that are still struggling, Maybe things come about for them, but maybe it's going to require some significant adjustment on their part or love, both. Love that. Yeah. We, we did have to rethink a, a couple of things. I remember uh, when it first the pandemic first started, we ended up um, not, not allowing our customers to come into our building because our employees were a little bit concerned about exposure just to anybody. So... Um, we put signs up for them to make a phone call to call in and they, we would, you know, take the orders right outside our loading dock. So, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, but it's kind of a one change that we made to, I guess, get creative. And well, well, but you know, one of my friends who's written seven books on marketing, uh, got to see him early spring. He was speaking in Atlanta virtually for a global event, went down to the Ritz, wherever he was staying. We had a two hour lunch, but a year before that, he used the word pivot and he's a genius and he used the word pivot before anybody else had said pivot. So now I say pivot, 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 repivot, repivot. And it's a great to me, Bernie, uh, business lesson or life lesson to say change is part of life. Absolutely. There was no playbook for pandemic. There was no playbook for nine 11. There was no playbook for what the great, uh, reset or depre- recession in 2008. But hopefully we take things we've learned and apply them and don't just sit back and go, well, man, I'm glad we're through that. Because mm-hmm. there's always things to learn. Yeah. I think, Ryan, that's going to be the next uh, learning phase is as we continue to move through and actually get on the other side of the pandemic, the changes that people will continue to make and in place and the lessons learned that worked – how many will continue to live those out? With how quickly that. we forget oh, things yes. like my kids. I mean, Joey would agree with this, you know, because uh, they're a little bit older. But, you know, they don't understand the first clue of why airports are the way they are. Sure. They don't remember back sure. you could walk into a gate. I mean, it's like yeah. talking to what do you mean we didn't have GPS? What do you mean you <laughs> couldn't text and find my friends? Because you asked a gas station, and they'd go, go up three red lights, take a left. But they, they literally don't understand it. Yeah. So how will people in 20 years remember this time? That Luke Combs six feet apart, when you really think about it, going, my gosh. And not forgetting what we learned during this time. I think it's really important. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Joey and Frank, and Frank, I'll ask you to take the business 
part to the to this question. How did you get into what you're doing? You know, what was your trigger? What was your drive? Uh, well, for me, I've, I started a couple of businesses uh, earlier in my career and sold them. And uh, that's a bit of a long story. My <laughs> father-in-law owned a big manufacturing company, which is also yeah. in Tucker. So I went to work for him for a while. Uh, Turns out entrepreneurs don't play well together. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, Joey knows all about that. <laughs> yeah, right? Family business. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So um, I was looking for the next big thing, and this was a business that was available and just seemed like something I could pick up on. So that's, I think that's the case for a lot of it, business owners. They back into it, it some way. They do. Yeah. I mean, myself included. I never planned to own my own business. So I often say I'm an unplanned entrepreneur. Yeah. How about you, Joey? Well, we were con- completely blessed because my dad started the business. So it is, I mean, we're all <laughs> we in family dads. businesses. But um, yeah, it's just, um, I never thought I would go to work for him. And then uh, my brother and I ended up buying the business from him. So it's it's a... Uh, I don't know. I was selling for the Solo Cup Company in Tampa, Florida, and then ended up selling air conditioning filters here. So, yeah, I remember when Joey moved up. I'm trying to think. You that's is that 18 years ago or 2002? I think so. Yeah, 19. Uh, long, yeah. Well, we're only getting Just, younger in this room, folks. <laughs> that's the way it works, right? So, out of all the years of experience, we've all learned a lot of lessons. What's one that you want the listeners to hear? out of your business experience or your life experience yes either one or both well i think i put on the sheet keep keep god first and everything you do and um and then also you said this earlier ryan communication with your customers is just absolute key yeah it's key Um, even with bad news i try to give i try i think one of my my one piece of advice was if you have bad news to give to a customer call them first thing in the morning yeah and get it done and yeah. that way you don't have to think about it all day. 100%. And, and the customers are generally much more receptive than you think they're going to be. Yes. I agree. I guess what I would say it follows that same thought. I'm sometimes asked, what's the number one quality of a leader? What's the most important thing? My answer is empathy. You've yes. got to understand whether it's your customer or your council members or your employees – you don't have to agree, but you got to understand why they look at the world the way they do. Yeah. And um, as soon as you think you have all the answers, you're dead in the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Frank, Jane, like- Jane and I both spent a time are certified in emotional intelligence and empathy is one of those key things. And um, I'm still in the midst of my dissertation for doctorate for leadership. And as you dig deeper into that, it's the same stuff over and over is the team and the people you put around you. I've been trying to get Joey on a show for years, and I think he actually is enjoying it, folks. I don't <laughs> I know for sure. I will let you know next time I see him in the sidewalk. I'm going to grab him. While he's picking and up I'm going to do Facebook Live, and like Joey's like, I am a regular. We'd love to have. But in all seriousness, beside uh, that is... Uh, I don't know. I don't forgot what I was going to talk about anyway. But I think what y'all are both talking about is businesses of all sorts... Um, always face challenges. We'll face challenges next week, and we, we can't predict that, but we always got to get better, appreciate those stakeholders and people, make them feel important because it's not just Frank is the mayor or Joey is the owner that has all the ideas. Um, it's a, it, takes the, yeah, it takes a village, but it does. Yes, I call that the 
collaborative IQ of the group. There you go. Jane Fra- says it in three words. It took me four minutes. <laughs> so, you know, that's right. Frank, Frank, I always like the way you introduce yourself when you talk about Tucker. What is it? How is it you say Tucker's a place that you... Well, my shorthand for what I want to accomplish is that Tucker's a, to be a place where a person can live and work and play and pray their whole lives, the length of their life and the breadth of their life. And so we are working at building a community that contains all those components and makes a great place to live. I love that. That's, that's really rich. It's very rich. And, um, you know, just getting in here and be able to have conversations, uh, I've seen through some of the things I do, so many different cities really trying to, you know, whether it's Lilburn or Grayson or Loganville or Swanee, wanting people to stay where they are, live, work. And, you know, that makes all of our county and city and, um, you know, Metro Atlanta was where we're broadcasting from. Um more more successful and and we you know i just think that's so important you know ron i'm, I'm gonna pull an audible because joey just omaha, you just, yeah, omaha. 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 <laughs> all right so i'm wondering if our guests have a question you want to ask each other oh i like mm. it it's the old switcheroo omaha <laughs> uh, thanks peyton <laughs> I don't know about a question, but I do want to highlight the work that uh, Joey does with the CID that he mentioned, um, because that's where we intersect. We each run our own businesses, but as the mayor and as with Joey as the president of that CID, we're working on a different level for the community. Um, in fact, the live, work, play, pray thing, one of the advantages of it is if, if you can live your life in a local place, it gives you time to volunteer and do other things. Yes. It gives you time to get to the kids' ball game or your church on Wednesday night, whatever it might be. And so Joey's taken on this role as the president of a CID, which serves the businesses in that part of our city. And it's been indispensable in, in normal city things, and particularly during the pandemic. So. I just want to say one thing on that. Is it, that's Joey in a nutshell, both you guys. He... he never says anything about himself. He's always checking on other people. And I can see that with you, Frank. That's really what people follow. You know, it's it's true. I don't want to just throw it servant leadership, but leading because you really care that much. And when he does the trash, people, including me, were like, I should really get out and do that. That's true <laughs> leadership. I'll break down a dissertation in five words. You but, you know, Joey, how about you? Well, I want to talk about uh, Frank and our connection with the CID as well. And I don't know if y'all know Emery Morseberger, but um, he's actually the president. I'm the chairman, but Excuse me. you know, that's, it's no big deal. He, that means he gets paid and you don't. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's, I love that. Yeah. But anyway, he approached me about, I think it's been seven years ago and wanted to talk about um, three things. And it was um, the, uh, the economic development of the area, which we have 175 businesses, which are all in, they're all in Tucker, I think, aren't mm-hmm. they, Frank? Yep. And uh, and then, so economic development, cleanliness of the area, which of course was right yep. up my alley, and then um, uh, security. So those were the three things that we tried to implement with a community improvement district. And basically what it is, is a quasi-governmental private enterprise um, the county collects the taxes, and then there's a seven-member board, 
and we decide what to do with the money. So one of the things we did was beautify the interchange there at Mountain Industrial in 78. Um, but and, and to all of y'all's point, we just wanted a place where a lady would not mind getting off the exit to do business, to get gas or whatever. And I think we make great strides there. I mean, it's still a work in progress. But one other thing I'll mention is um, we had this idea of putting um, crate myrtles down uh, Mountain Industrial Boulevard. And Emory was like, it'll soften the look of the area. And it really has. I'm amazed when I drive down through yeah. there how it's, much nicer it looks than it used it's to really, it's about really five nice. or, you know, five or yeah. six years ago. So um, those are the kind of things, um, just creating a um, safe environment for people to come to work. That's really cool. Well, you guys, we could talk, and we'll have you back again. But tell us real quick. Let's start with you, Frank. Frank, how's the best way people could reach out to you, connect with you or the city or business or whatever you want to tell them? Well, our website is tuckerga.gov. So you can reach me by email, at first initial and last name, fauman at tuckerga.gov. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm on, I'm on <laughs> you, Facebook. A friend of mine said all. you're Googleable. <laughs> yes. There you yes. go. Googleable. I learned that during the pandemic. Okay, fair enough. How about you, Joey? I want to follow up real quick on one thing I forgot to say is I, I, Frank has just been extremely inter, instrumental in helping us with the CID, and I really appreciate his help because there's a lot of coordination between the city of Tucker and the CID since we are in the city of Tucker. So. They, um, one of the projects that's going on there where they're building the Publix right now at the corner of Hugh Howell and Mountain Industrial, he keeps us posted on everything that's going on there. I think we've had a lot of input. They've had a lot of input with the city. So it's been a great, um, what do you call it? Partnership. Fri friendship, partnership. Yeah, exactly. So I well, appreciate that. Well, I think you're doing it. And Joey, if they want to look up more Tucker CID or your company, connect with you, what's the way they can connect with you? Yeah, I think we're the, it's Tucker Summit CID okay. dot com. So it's right, you know, www.tucker. <laughs> say that three times fast. So you do, it's, it's a mouthful. Um, and if they want to reach your company, get some, you know, air filters here. And, um, what's, your, what's your website? Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same thing, www.airfiltersales.biz. Okay. All right. Well, I think we're, Miss Jane, I think we're about time to close this out. I know. I hate to bring a good thing to an end. Every new beginning comes from some other's right. beginning. In. But we are yeah. thankful for Joey and Frank to be our guests today. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. Yeah, it's yes. been great. Well, let me close us out here. Thanks for tuning in to another Marketing Matters on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites in Stone Mountain. Please stay tuned for upcoming shows or listen to past shows. Go to endresultswithaz.com. Simply click on the current, coach, current Shows button to hear this and many other shows on the network 24-7 or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, for my co-host, Jane Bishop, owner Take the Next Step, janebishop.live. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Ryan. And again, thank you, Frank, for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Joey, for coming on the show. We've had a great guest. Thanks for Jesse, producer. This has been another Marketing Matters, folks. And until next time, make your marketing matter. This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's R-Y-A-N-S-A-U-E-R-S dot com.